give me one shot here on a blue chip stock, believe me, Kevin, the only problem I'm going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What's going on, NBA Draft fans? Your boys are back. It is the Wolf of Ball Street, the Draft Dak NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Corey Tulliba, and I am here, as always, with my co-host, Albert. Garbage time, Gim. Albert, what's popping, my dude? What is going on, everybody? It is uh, good to be back. Um, a hectic day, but today, I realized today was a huge day in the NBA, but also a huge day for our podcast, right, Corey? Yeah, you're you're right. I, I was. I'm glad you reminded me. This is actually going to be our one year anniversary episode. Uh, we launched. Uh, just about a year ago, not exactly on the day, but to the week. And in that time, we've, I mean, been number one in multiple countries on the basketball charts on Apple. We've amassed over, you know, 40,000 podcast downloads. Uh, I mean, it's pretty unbelievable, you know, what we accomplished this year. I'm very proud of it, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's great. Like, you know, sometimes we get into like the cycle um, of doing this every single week and you can kind of lose sight of things. But I'm I'm so thankful and grateful uh, for all our listeners, listeners, grateful for you, Corey, for being such an awesome host and a teammate and uh, and like a mentor to me. So it's been a crazy year. And I think the best way for us to cap this wild year where we've truly been blessed by all our listeners and in a lot of different ways, we've got some fun for you guys today. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to do a full first round mock draft, uh, which I'm very excited for because we haven't done that yet for this cycle. And, uh, but today's also a big day. If you're listening, you know, it'll have been yesterday most likely, but we also had the NBA trade deadline and, uh, you know, I don't want to get into necessarily the, you know, the James Harden, Ben Simmons stuff, but there are some young prospects that have been affected by the trade deadline, uh, some big moves. And I figured we, we talk about that a little bit before we get into the mock. So, uh, first of all, let's start with, um, Marvin Bagley, who was traded to the Detroit Pistons. Do you think that Marvin Bagley can be salvaged in Detroit? Um, so that's a really interesting question, Corey, because for me, I, I didn't mind Marvin Bagley. I, I just feel like the way that he was utilized in Sacramento didn't make any sense to me. I remember why I actually watched a good amount of Sacramento last season and a little bit this season, but just. It's confusing to me that they thought he would be really, really good as a corner three-point shooter. Mm. Like, you draft a guy that early in the draft with his size and his athleticism and his tools, you say, let's turn him into a corner three-point shooter, was the really baffling part about how Sacramento decided to use Marvin Bagley. So that's the thing. I'm not sure, Corey, just because we haven't really seen – much of Marvin Bagley be Marvin Bagley in the NBA. Um, so I am curious. I am intrigued by it, but I, uh, maybe it's good for me to throw this back at you. How do you feel about the fit in Detroit? Is he 
I mean, what's going to go on? Is he just coming off the bench for Jeremy Grant or what do you think? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because Jeremy Grant's got the four spot locked down, presumably. And then Isaiah Stewart has that center spot, right? I don't know what Isaiah Stewart's long-term future is in Detroit. Not that I think they want to get rid of him, but I think last year he kind of exceeded expectations and he's leveled off this year. So uh, kind of regressed to the mean or uh, of who he is as a prospect. So is he a, a long-term starter? Is he a guy that Bagley can kind of supplant in that lineup at some point? I do like Cade making plays for him. Um, granted, you know, having Halliburton and, and Fox make plays for him is, you know, that, that's a pretty good situation too that he had in Sacramento. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the situation soured and he wasn't getting the minutes. So if he gets a real opportunity, I do think he's going to put up counting stats. I do think that he potentially could help up his value a little bit. I mean, he's always going to have the stink of not being Luca, unfortunately, right? Um, but I still think that if he has his attitude right, and I don't know if it's his dad who's just got a bad attitude or if it's Marvin Bagley, why couldn't he have like a, a Montrez Harrell type impact on a team where he's, you know, coming off the bench and being really productive in limited minutes, but he can get be kind of a, a microwave bench guy because he was a really high level prospect. He was good at duke so i'm interested to see if he gets an opportunity i think he needs an opportunity i mean yeah like clearly he's a gifted and talented guy he was in a weird situation in sacramento you mentioned the dad part of it um i yeah i i think it's definitely worth a second look it is also interesting though to think Corey, about like all these guys who have been taken in the first round taken with high picks and then these teams, they kind of fall in love with the idea of like, he could be our reclamation project. You know, we get him in a new situation. Maybe he blossoms into the prospect we all thought he was going to be. And then very, very rarely does that actually ever happen. So um, I'm excited for him, but at the same time, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, Who knows? Maybe he's the next Jermaine O'Neal as far as reclamation projects go. Wow. So another, another trade and this, it doesn't necessarily have young prospects involved, but Thad Young goes to Toronto for Goran Dragic and a first-round pick. That means that the the, um, the Toronto Raptors traded a first-round pick for Thad Young, who has basically been chilling on the bench in San Antonio the entire year. If Toronto's willing to give up uh, a first round, a late first, you know, they're probably around 20, 19, 20 right now. What does that say about this class and this draft overall in general? God, that's something we, we've been kind of mulling over with our no ceilings crew for a couple weeks now. Right. I feel like, yeah. I, I personally feel like NBA execs and front offices, maybe they're starting to get a little whiff of what we're getting. Right. And they're, they're scouts are telling them, Hey, uh, this draft kind of sucks uh, is what they might be hearing. Um, and so maybe that's what happened. Um, but you know what, Corey, I did want to say, I want to throw this at you, kind of get some feedback on you. Cause like, I feel like all the Dragic rumors we've been hearing were for guys who are like a little bit more substantial. Not that like I have anything against Thaddeus Young. Like I've always liked Thad Young as a player. Like he's always kind of been that Swiss army knife guy who, 
I, I, I've really enjoyed. But do you feel like maybe there's a world where they could have gotten a little bit more um, other than that young? Was just kind of what I was thinking. Not that, once again, no slight against that young. I actually like him. But just wondering, you, with all the rumors that were out there, did they maybe settle for something? They, they could have gotten a little bit more? Um, I don't know. I, I don't think the Drogic's value was all that high. He was kind of in a similar situation, not really playing much. Um, and I think he's had his eyes on Dallas for a while. We'll see if that's where he ultimately ends up. But I do think Thad Young fits Toronto's so like, yeah. play style, right? Like Thad Young is that six eight, six nine, versatile, can do a little bit of everything guy that Toronto loves. You know, I wrote a a piece on no ceilings last uh last week specifically about that topic in in regards to this draft, but Dad Young's kind of like the veteran version of that for them. You know, he's a really, really good passer. I mean, he he was running a lot of offense for the Chicago Bulls last season. You know, he he's not the best shooter, but you know, he'll he'll shoot it if he's open enough and he's really crafty down low. He can defend multiple spots. I don't know. I think he just gives Toronto reinforcements and makes adds to their depth of guys that just fit the the type of team that Masai Ujiri wants to build. So I do I do think the first I'm so I was really surprised by the first round pick being the price that they had to pay to get a guy that San Antonio wasn't even playing. I thought Thad Young was potentially mm-hmm. gonna be a buyout guy. So mm-hmm. that was a little shocking. Um but I get why Toronto targeted Thad Young. Okay. Yeah I'm with you also you know once again I have always liked Thad Young too. Um the Craziest part of it all, Thad Young, still only 33, if you guys could mm. believe that. I feel like he's been in the in, in the league since I was in, like, junior high or something, <laughs> which is not true. Uh, yeah. He's not that old. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think a just kind of um, tapping into your piece that you wrote about, I think the whole identity thing, right? It definitely feels like he's someone that goes along with the identity that Toronto's trying to build. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I just, in my mind, I was wondering, you know, as you mentioned, like, could could they have gotten a little bit more? But if he fits, he fits. And if that's who they wanted, they want, then good. And if he was a guy that maybe, like, it was bought out and they ended up missing out on because they're in Toronto, then it's worth the swing, I guess. And and also it's, as we've mentioned, not the strongest class. So I, I, I totally get it. Lastly. And this is the big one. It didn't happen on deadline day, but the Sacramento Kings, back to Sacramento, they traded Tyrese Halliburton um, for Demonis Sabonis. Uh, how do you feel overall? And do we think the internet the internet overreacted at all? Um, I mean, yeah, like everyone who. Twitter pretty much made Halliburton out to be some all NBA guy um, with the outrage. Uh, now shouts to shouts to our guy, Nick uh, at no ceilings. Um, he <laughs> is going through some stuff right now, so I get it, but okay. So Corey, this is how I feel. I think a lot of people are going to be like, why did the Kings trade Halliburton for Sabonis? And I think it really comes down to, I think the Pacers really wanted Halliburton. And so if the Kings were going to get their guy in Sabonis, it wasn't a matter of them like choosing who they were going to send to the Pacers. I think the Pacers were like, bro, you guys want Sabonis? 
give us Halliburton. And then the Kings were like, you know what? Like, we really believe in Sabonis and we feel like we have a team that we can put around him to make us competitive. Then, okay, we'll send you Halliburton. I did want to say, Corey, really interestingly enough, and this is another young player, in Sabonis's first game, I think Davion Mitchell had like 15, 7, and 7. So I, I think the Kings are they're, they're intrigued with, yeah, like it's a big, you know, we kind of have to bite the bullet here and giving up on a guy who is playing really, really well and that we like a lot. But also we really believe in Sabonis. We believe in the rest, rest of the roster. And we really like Davion Mitchell might be the situation. And also the Pacers may have just had no interest in De'Aaron Fox. So I, I get it. Like if I was a Kings fan, I'd be really sad about losing Tyrese Halliburton. But then also it's it's not a nightmare either because Sabonis is a really good NBA player. And now maybe this is how Davion Mitchell really gets to spread his wings and show everybody why he was taken as high as he was. So me being a third party, not a Kings fan at all, or a Pacers fan, I I don't hate it, but I it, it hurts because Halliburton's been so, so freaking good. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think it's honestly a fair trade. Um, I'm not like overreacting. I think Hal Burton has been like just absolutely phenomenal. And I, I totally get, get why when you have that young player that's showing all this potential that you get sad or, you know, people overreact. But like Sabonis is really freaking good and he's young and he's got a good deal. I mean, I. He's got to be the best Kings big man in God knows how long. But he, Scott he, Pollard. he does a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah. I, and, you know, look, I, I, I'm upset for Davion because I feel like Davion Mitchell and, and Halliburton fit better than Davion and Darren Fox fit together from that aspect, selfishly as a Davion Mitchell fan. And as you mentioned, he's been playing really good ball lately. He's been starting a lot of games, came off the bench, had a big game last night, but he's been balling lately. Um, But, you know, with the DiVincenzo trade, I like, you know, like Sacramento's got a a team now, like they have a legit chance of getting the play in tournament and maybe building something forward. I still have faith in De'Aaron Fox. I know he's not shooting it to, you know, his up to his potential, but I, I still think that he's a, a really good player um so i i don't think it's a catastrophe like everyone seems to to think it is i you know they they didn't lose draft capital they and they they got a guy who's been an all-star and who's young it's not like he's on the down side of his career it's not like you know even, look i think Vucevic has been awesome for chicago even though he's you know this year is he's been up and down he's been very good lately but like Vucevic is on the older side of what you want when you're acquiring a prospect, right? Like Sabonis isn't. Sabonis is young. So uh, I'm I'm not like nearly as panicked about it. I I think it's just like, let's make fun of the Kings because it's easy to do. And, you know, they gave up a good prospect. But yeah. I guess only time will tell. All right. That's all I really have for for trade deadline stuff, unless you got something else. No, just really quickly, um, I, I actually totally forgot that they picked up DiVincenzo, which I was a little confused by because, like, I know the Bucks have Grayson Allen, but I, I think DiVincenzo gives them something a little bit different defensively um, than Grayson Allen. I, I know Grayson Allen's a great shooter, but, but DiVincenzo's a guy that I've loved since college. Um, and I know, like, his role in the NBA has been a little bit different than I think what we expected from what we saw in college, but it's it's totally fine. He's a really, really good player, and I think – what he'll offer for the Kings is really interesting to go along with the fact that the Kings also added Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday. So they have like a nice little 
like stable of wings that will able, will be able to play defense and spread the floor a little bit. So yeah, I'm with you. It, it's it is kind of interesting to see how things go. And really quickly with the Davion piece, that first game when he played with Sabonis, it looked pretty good, and he had like pretty decent energy playing with Sabonis with some of the dribble handoff stuff and like cutting to the basket and whatever. So I'm I'm excited, man. And I and I think Kings fans should be a little bit more positive than they are right now. Yeah, it seems like they were ready to jump off a cliff, but after a few games, like Sabonis is going to put up numbers, maybe they, they catch some W's and everything levels out. All right, it's time. We are going to, if you're watching um, on the YouTube or uh, watching live now on Twitter, we're going to do uh, our first round mock, and we are going to simulate it live as we speak right now. So, wow, yeah, we're doing it. We don't even know what the order is going to be. We are just going to go to Tankathon and hit the simulation. We're just going to roll with it, man. So hit the sim. Let's see what we end up with. All right, Oklahoma City has won the lottery. So OKC gets the number one pick. The second pick goes to Orlando. The third pick, jumping up 11 Mm. spots, the Charlotte Hornets. The fourth pick, which would be the Lakers, but goes to New Orleans. (laughs) Goes to New Orleans. (laughs) Detroit moves down four spots. Uh, They get the fifth pick. Houston moves down three spots. They get the sixth pick. Indiana at seven. San Antonio at eight. Sacramento at nine. New Orleans, Portland at 11. Your New York Knicks at 12. The Wiz at 13. And the Hawks at 14 is our lottery. You know what? Because the Knicks are picking 11th, I'd like to go first. (laughs) All right. Very nice. You get the first pick to yeah. the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, here we go. With the first pick in the 2022 draft deck NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from the University of oh, Gonzaga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Chet off mm-hmm. the board. Uh Everything that OKC probably wants out of Poku, they instead get out of Chet. I mean, I love it. It's what I would do. You get Chet, SGA, Giddy, wow. Dort. You're building something fun there. Um, OKC also GRE. has plus two more first-round picks. Trey Mann. Um, it's actually funny. OKC, San Antonio, and... Memphis all have three picks. They have about 33% of the uh, draft equity in the first round without any trades. All right. So that brings the number two pick to Orlando. Oof, man. I am going to go. And this is what I think Orlando would do. I'm not going to pick based what I would do. Jabari Smith to the Orlando Magic. Okay. Cool. Uh, I think Jabari 
and Franz is a, a really sick front court. Um, I think he fits next to Wendell Carter. And who knows what's going on with Jonathan Isaac, but he also fits with Jonathan Isaac in the front court because he could shoot it so well. So Jabari Smith Jr. to the Orlando Magic at number two. Damn. Corey, really quickly, the idea of the versatility and the shooting of Franz and Jabari together in that front court, pretty sick. Pretty sick. I don't hate that at all. I agree. I agree. Um, You have Charlotte at pick three. That's weird that Charlotte's this high in the draft. Jumped up 11 spots. Yeah. Strange. Okay. Man, this is a weird one, though. Charlotte at three. Can Jaden Ivey play with LaMelo? Whoa. Is that that too crazy? (laughs) I don't think it's it's certainly not crazy. Uh, LaMelo, I think, offers, you know, a pretty versatile. On ball, off ball. I want to do it. Corey, I'm just going to do it. Gonna do, do the it. damn thing. Let's Feel give Jaden Ivy to the Charlotte Hornets. Let's go. Jaden Ivy to Charlotte. Pair it wow. up with Lamelo Ball. Uh Terry Rozier. We got James Booknight in the back in the backcourt. Gordon Hayward. Always injured, but the, my guys still need some real front court help. I mean, I know they got Trez in, in the trade today, but you know, I don't know if Trez is a, a full time uh answer to to those problems still need a big man so, but putting them in the third spot i think you go for it i ivy's uh ivy's legit he's really yeah. i'm really getting i'm really getting Same. high on jaden ivy lately. Uh, so good pick for charlotte new orleans on the clock at number four i'm gonna take uh paulo boncaro here it's not the best fit mm. in the world. <clears throat> yeah. It's it's not. Um but he at getting Boncaro at four, especially when they this situation plays out, is you know I it's I just think you gotta you gotta take that talent. Uh Zion and Boncaro, it's a little clunky, but Duke Brotherhood, Ingram, Boncaro, I you figure it out later. Take the talent. See where it goes. So I'm going to take Boncaro at four to New Orleans, even though Ivy would have been a really fun piece there if if Charlotte didn't didn't take him. Would have been fun to think yep. about. All right, number five, the, the Detroit Pistons dropped a little bit. Um, with the fifth pick, the Detroit Pistons are going to take uh, Johnny Davis here. Mm. Um, yeah, I I don't. I like it. I like it. I think you put Johnny Davis next to Cade. Um, Cade, will, Cade will create and stuff, and Johnny will go get mm-hmm. buckets. Um, I have no problem with that at all. Give me Johnny Davis, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it. Johnny Davis, you know, because one of the, the knocks, and I don't necessarily agree, is that he has to settle for tough shots. But, you know, you put him next to a Cade Cunningham, and, Sadiq. you know, it alleviates... Yeah, it alleviates some of the pressure there. 
and yeah. it allows them to stay big, right? Create this kind of new age jumbo lineup with Cade, Johnny Davis in the backcourt to, because I think Davis is going to be able to guard point guards. Um, right. So he offers that versatility. So I like it. I like it. That's a, a, a fun young team for a Detroit team that moved down in the draft to pick five in this simulation. All right. Houston is on the clock at number six. And I am going to take AJ Griffin for Houston. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Griffin's one of my favorite players in the draft. Uh, he reminds me of Jimmy, Jalen Brown, you know, these, these new age wings. He's really just been a, a flamethrower at Duke this year. I love that he could play off the ball. So he doesn't necessarily have to dominate reps with Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Josh Christopher. But they just have a ton of athletic wings in that backcourt slash front court, and um, just keep adding talent. And you know, Houston also moved down a little bit, so maybe not the best um, situation. But Griffin's not a bad consolation prize at six. Indiana at number seven. God. Um... Let's do it. For the seventh pick, the Indiana Pacers select Keegan Murray from the University of Iowa. Mm. I, I think it oh. just makes sense. I I agree. Yeah. I mean, you lose the bonus, so Keegan can kind of slot into that spot. Um, I think, you know, three, four. you have your creators with Brogdon, with Tyrese, and uh, he can just kind of play off of all of the the different guys on the team. And, you know, Miles Turner spreads the floor, and Keegan can operate inside a little bit while he's doing that. So I think it's a, a fun fit, and I think you're also probably getting best player available in this situation at the same time. Agreed. All right. Pick eight, the San Antonio Spurs. Whew. Now we're starting to get to the spot where things get weird. All right, so they traded Derek White today. But the the backcourt is still pretty pretty loaded there. A lot of depth. You could go Ty Ty Washington. You could go Matherin. But I'm going to take Jalen Duran. Yeah. I know they love Pirtle, and for great reason. There were rumors that you know, maybe they'd they'd have moved him for the right deal. Maybe they revisit that in the offseason. Uh, but I think Duran with Pop and, and all the young talent, potential defensive anchor to go along with guys like Devin Vassell, DeJounte Murray, like I I really like what San Antonio could possibly unlock for, for Duran's potential. And that brings us to number nine, the Sacramento Kings. This is tough, actually. Yeah. I was kind of hoping Duran would fall there. Yeah, that would actually have been a nice situation okay. to fall into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm good to go though. People may not like this one, but I'm okay. Um, I'm just thinking um I I really just think like you put him in an NBA team, NBA setting, NBA coaching, he'll figure it out. 
Um, I think he'll come off the bench and back up Harrison Barnes. Give me uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr. from Milwaukee uh, for the Kings. Let's go. Um, yeah, like I really, I, I think this makes sense. I think th- this will give him the opportunity to kind of develop and not have a lot of pressure on him because of Sabonis and a lot of different wings on that team. I, I'm yeah. going to take PBJ here and feel good about it. I like that pick uh, because he's a guy who has kind of proven that he's not necessarily the guy you want to have the ball in his hands all the time, right? Like you want him to be playing off of other guys, catch and shoot, maybe cutting every now and then get some on ball reps. But for the most part, you want him as complimentary piece. I think that he could play in the front court with Sabonis because he's huge. And then, you know, he doesn't crowd that backcourt up anymore than it already is because they've got some good depth there too so i think this is a, a really good spot to take the swing on on pbj agreed all right number 10 the portland trailblazers they have back-to-back picks they traded cj earlier in in the week i'm not sure what their plan is they say it's to keep dame and build around him they have Eric Bledsoe, Dennis Smith Jr., Ben McLemore. <laughs> Just a murderer's row right there. Woo! <laughs> An injured Joe Ingles. I do like Josh Hart there. Took this. They trade. They got Keon Johnson, so that's a, a, fun, a fine swing. Simons has looked really good lately. Yeah. Man. Man, this is a this is a, a tough spot for Portland, but they got back to back picks here. I'm gonna I'm just gonna take Ty Ty Washington here. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Ty Ty here. Uh, I think he could play off Dame, thrive as a spot up shooter, kind of give you poor man's CJ his first couple of years i think he he's one of those guys who if you're looking for a rookie to help i feel like he could probably step in and help faster than some of the other prospects can uh i like that he could you know i he i almost feel like he's a one and a half so you know he could run offense a little bit he could play with simons or dame in the in the backcourt i think it's good value for for ty ty there and they have the 11th pick as well. So you're on the clock here. Yeah. Um, okay. So we went with a, like a one and a half guard. Mm-hmm. We have Simon's there. You've got Josh Hart. Still have Dame. I'm going to go with a guy who's going to give them some defense. Uh, he's not a center per se. I, I'm not really comfortable <laughs> taking any centers uh, this high up in the draft. Uh, so I'm going to go with now, nah, man, I hope people don't kill me for this one, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tari Eason here. Um, mm. I know this is high. I get it. I, I know it's high. But if the if the Blazers in this hypothetical are going to go back-to-back with picks, I don't mind yeah. adding Tari Eason to this team um, and providing what he can on the defensive side. And he's shown a little pop offensively, too, recently. I don't know if people have noticed. Um, so I'm going to go with Tari Eason here, and I think it's actually a decent fit. No, I really like that pick. And I think that he's going to work his way into the conversation around this spot come draft time. I do. He's been uh, a monster, like steal and block monster. Uh, like you said, the shots coming along. He's versatile. He fits the, the 
direction of the NBA. There's a lot of guys that he's going to have to defend. And, you know, if you're going to want to compete right. in the West, like those, you know, you got Kawhi, you got Paul George, you got, you know, just a ton of guys that Luca, you know, he, he's going to have his, his work cut out for him, but that's, those are the type of guys that you want and uh, that you want to target. So I like it. All right. Whew, number 12, the New York Knicks. This is, uh, man. Jeez. The New York Knicks, Albert. This is your team. Hmm. Let's see. Kentucky guys off the board. I really like Grimes. RJ's a center. You know, he's, yeah. he's staying. Seems like yeah. they're going to try to figure out how to get Cam on the floor. Mitch is probably going to resign, right? Right. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take a, a a shot here. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I'm going to swing because I, I actually I really like him. I'm going to go with Jan Montero. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. I don't know, man. Like, I get it. He could be I, – like, I feel like he's the type of guy that could have – kind of like a Kemba Darius Garland type of development under the right circumstance. I think that Tibbs has done well with guards like him historically. Uh, and, and I really like McBride and who knows with that situation, but Kemba's not the answer. Derek Rose, obviously not the long-term answer. I don't think quickly ultimately is going to be the answer at point guard quickly feels a lot to me like a, a heat check bench guy who could have some really big moments. But as much as like you can't take anything out of like the ridiculous stats that Montero's averaging in the overtime elite and watching the games, I just think that he's got some translatable NBA skills and add that to you know his solid international experience. Uh, it, it's a little less scary for me. So I'm going to go with Montero here. Dang. Okay. So for me, Corey, the only pushback I want to give you, I yeah. actually totally understand your rationale. Um, and, and this is just me dreaming as a Nick fan. I just mm-hmm. feel like we're going to kind of put some pieces together and trade for a point guard this summer is okay. what I'm thinking. Um, but I don't hate it at all, at all. I'm just thinking like in this hypothetical world, the Knicks are loading up and they're trading for somebody to be the point guard of the of the present, you know? Um, yeah. So for me, when I yeah, honestly, even if they do that, I yeah. like I I don't know if Montero's gonna be ready on game one, right. you know, and like you know how Tibbs is, he makes his rookies <laughs> earn it. So right. I I don't even think that that's necessarily a bad thing if they are gonna put some pieces mm. together and and do that. So that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. So I don't know. I think it's a good it's a good swing, and he I, I see some NBA stuff in him sure. that makes me really intrigued by him okay all right uh you got the whiz at 13 this is a nightmare pick dude (laughs) and uh they're probably going to end up a little bit oh okay no i have my shut down okay right right i I have my pick here i feel like beal 
I, I just I don't see a world where Beal's going to be there next season. He might be. I just don't see it. Um, they just moved on from Dinwiddie, whatever. Uh, this is a good spot for him to go. Um, Jaden Hardy. I'm going to take Jaden Hardy from the G League at mm. night. I think he becomes their uh, Gilbert Arenas for the future. Um, I've made that comp before. I don't know. People may disagree with me. It's fine. I, I just I still really believe in Jaden Hardy. I think you put him in the right situation. I think he's being stretched out to do things that he's not comfortable to do right now in the G League, which is why mm-hmm. some of the performances are a little inconsistent. But once he's in the NBA and he gets more training, more program stuff, and he gets to do a little bit more of what he's comfortable to do, I think he's going to be a really high-level NBA scorer. So uh, I feel pretty good about taking Hardy here for the Wizards. Yeah, and, and whether you keep Beal or not, like what a mentor for, for Hardy if you do keep him, right? Uh, so right. and yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. I really like the young the young pieces. Like, there's a lot of interesting individual pieces. Kristaps Beal, who knows? Like, I, I mean, weird direction for this team, just all over the place. Don't think Nick fans are are feeling all that down about the Porzingis trade anymore, <laughs> huh? <laughs> All right, no. uh, the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks. I'm picking for the Hawks. Shout out, Simon Hawks draft nerd. I mean, another one of these teams that it's just loaded everywhere. Kevin Knox, Jalen Johnson, yeah, Skylar Mays. I mean, come on, just playing Simon. Mm. Mm. Um, I'm going to take Matherin here I just think it I just think it's I just think it's like crazy value I think he's like perfect in the backcourt with Trey run in transition doesn't not like a big time creator with the ball in his hands doesn't have to worry about that with Trey NBA athlete gonna be a two-way guy a lot of easy buckets in his future so I I I got Matherin there for for Atlanta who that's little drop little drop for for Benedict. Yeah. I know he's some Canadian. insane value for Atlanta. I know he's Canadian, but he just sounds so British. <laughs> His name just sounds so British. It's Cumberbatch. That's why, you know, like Benedict, like, like, do you want to have some tea and crumpets with Benedict Matherin? <laughs> Unbelievable name. Yeah. Uh, all right, so at number 15, OKC is back on the board. You took Chet for them the last time. Uh, what direction are you headed now? Uh, my direction, I'm going out. I have no idea. Um, this is such <laughs> a weird freaking roster. Chet was an easy pick, right? Um, yeah. JREs look good for them. Trey Manns look good for them. Our boy Ty Jerome putting up some numbers off the bench. Did you see the Ty Jerome Sick. play the other day? No, I did not. He what dribbled happened? he dribbled out a 24-second shot clock without making one pass and like didn't get a <laughs> shot attempt up. <laughs> uh, it was not great for my kind Ty of, Jerome love. It was kind of unbelievable. I still like Ty Jerome, uh, but mm-hmm. it was uh, like an unbelievable thing to watch. Okay, Corey, I got my pick. Um, yeah, I, I think 
OKC, they, they're taking a lot of bets on these younger guys, a little bit unknown type of guys. But they've got Chet. They've got Giddy, man, blah, blah, blah. I think a nice wing here would be good, but a wing who I think has defensive upside, but also is going to be a really good shooter eventually. Uh, I'm going to take Max Christie here uh, with mm. this pick. I think Christie's a guy who's going to good size, good shooting, eventually be a good defender, um, and a guy who I think also will be able to do uh, enough in the mid-range to be way more than just a one-dimensional shooter. So I'm going to take Christie here. I like that pick. I like that pick for them, especially because, you know, SGA is a guy who has the ball in his hands a lot. Giddy is a guy that has the ball in his hands a lot. Trey Mann, I mean, just they have their creators. Perfect complement to that. So him and Chet, like neither one of those guys needs to have the ball in their hands to have an impact, but they could still have a big impact without having the ball in his hands. And I, I love that guys like SGA and Giddy are going to get really good shots for a guy like Christie. And it just seems like he's going to be such a better shooter when he gets to the NBA. All right. Great job. Minnesota's on the clock. Another interesting uh, roster. Ant Edwards proved the haters wrong. Best interview in the league. A lot of Jared Vanderbilt love on the internet. Towns finally coming into his own. Man, this is where the the draft starts getting fun. Um, yeah, it seems like they're not like in love with Malik Beasley for the long term. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna take a guy who I just think is a, is good for their culture. Can play with D'Lo. Can play with Edwards. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. go with Ochai Agbaji. Yep, yep, that's the right pick. All right. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Let's go, Minnesota, building something. All right, you have the Houston Rockets. I took AJ Griffin for them with the sixth pick. They now have the seventeenth pick. tough one yeah um i'm ready though i think this guy is a guy who does not need the ball at all he's gonna give them he's an incredible cutter uh i think he's gonna give them a lot of versatility defensively i think he's gonna be able to support them defensively when their bigs kind of struggle with faster guys uh i'm gonna take kendall brown here Mm. um i think kendall brown is a profile of player that's a little bit different from what they have um and i think he's gonna be able to play up defensively, offensively as well, screen and roll guy, uh, cutting off ball. So Kendall Brown, yeah. All right. I like it. All right, San Antonio is back on the clock. I took Jalen Duran for them with their first pick. They have two picks coming up, including this one. For the San Antonio Spurs. I'm going to take Dyson Daniels. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's that's a good swing. Yeah, I, I like it for them. You know, 
He's uh, a very Spurs guy. Doesn't do anything exciting, but plays the game the right way. The question mark is his shot, but you put him yeah. with Chip England, and he's going to get that thing settled quick because Daniel's shot is not broken by any any means, any stretch of the right. imagination. Can play multiple positions, versatile defender. Um, doesn't need the ball in his hands, but can ha- make plays with the ball in his hands. I, I think Dyson Daniels is like prototypical Spurs guy. Yeah. At this point, the Spurs are grabbing guys who can't shoot on purpose so they, they can flex <laughs> on the rest of the league. So I'm with you. That undervalue. <laughs> All right. That means that you have Denver at 19. Um, I should probably do the wicked thing and give them another Nicola. Um, <laughs> six ten playmaker. I don't know, dude. Where do you go with this Nuggets team, huh? Um, strange. I mean, I wonder how they feel about Michael Porter at this point. Do they believe well, he'll ever be? You know that it's sad that back stuff. Well, they owe him like. 150 gajillion dollars so they i'm sure they feel like that back is going to get better at some point aaron gordon good defensive wing yeah can play up to the four can i give them another versatile wing who i think is going to be really good when they occasionally run in transition but i think can eventually become a pretty decent shooter but just defensively I, i really like him a lot uh, I'm going to go with Marjan Bochamp here. Um, All right. I was kind of hoping he would go to the Spurs before this, but I, I like that pick you made with Daniels. Um, yeah, I, I like Bochamp a lot, man. I, I think there's a lot there that is untapped and will become more beautiful. Um, and if he's doing that with Jokic, that's even more exciting. So I'm going to go Bochamp here. Uh Love that pick because he's another, he's a guy that just like fits so well with not who doesn't fit well with Jokic, right? Right. Uh, but he's so good in transition. He's going to break out, get those crazy hit ahead baseball passes from him, cutting. Uh, I love it. I, for a guy who has questionable shooting, like you don't get better looks than playing with Nikola Jokic. So I, I, I like that pick a lot. Um, and I think that he's going to be able to guard multiple spots. You know, he can, uh, he's maybe got a little bit of Will Barton to his game. So he can kind of play that type of, type of role. Um, big Marjan Beauchamp fan. So I think that was a really good pick for Denver. Um, all right. At number 20, the San Antonio Spurs are back on the clock. I get to make all three picks for the Spurs, which is fun. Okay. And I can go. In a few different directions here. But I'm going to take one of the new age kind of 6'8", 6'9", wings. Yes, I'm gonna take the I'm going to take the other Baylor yes. wing. I'm going to take Jeremy Suhan. Uh because I think that he could be a really interesting piece in San Antonio. Another guy that needs some work on this on the shot, but big-bodied, really intelligent I defender. I think Pop would really enjoy his game. And now you have DeJounte Murray, Suhan, 
Durin, Trey Jones, DeJounte Murray, Vassell. I mean, just a bunch of dudes who get after it defensively with Jesus. some offensive upside. So I like I, I like what San Antonio's got brewing here. They walk away with Durin, Suhan, and Dyson Daniels. Not bad. That's pr- pretty sick, man. Not bad. All right, yeah. you have the Dallas Mavericks at pick 21. The hell do you do with the Mavericks, man? They just picked up Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. <laughs> Holy shit. They sure did. What a weird trade, man. What a fucking weird trade. What a weird trade. knows what's going on with Brunson well it seems like they're gonna lose Brunson I don't think they can afford him dude I would that's my thing Corey I would love to see Jalen Brunson starting point guard for the New York Knicks that that's that's just that's like some sexual stuff for me um yeah dude who's playing center for the Mavs right now I keep for is it is it still Powell no way Yeah, I mean, Marquise Chris is getting a little run. I, I would imagine that I, it depends what you had considered Porzingis. Right, exactly. Um, okay. I'm, this is, I knew this was going in the right direction. I know who to take here. Um, I think this guy, I've written about this guy. I like him a lot. Um, I think he's showing everybody how good he can be defensively. Um, oh, actually, plot twist. This guy's okay. going to actually move up boards. You know why? Because I think he might be a better shooter in the league than he's showing in college right now. Okay. Nah. What pick is this? What number pick are we at right now? People are getting crap. We're at 21. We're at 21. Cool. The 21st pick, the Dallas Mavericks select Walker Kessler out of Auburn. Okay. I know. I know it's weird, <laughs> but I'm telling y'all it might happen. So I'm going to take Kessler here. No. Look, Kessler is moving up boards, man. I think he... I was uh, putting together the the draft rankings for February, and I'm um, pretty sure ESPN has Kessler at 18 now on their their top 100. So it's it's not outlandish at all. And um, I mean, like you said, they got rid of Porzingis. You mentioned right. like Powell might be their starting center right now. So who knows? Most Walker Kessler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Brooklyn at pick. 22, this is the pick that they just got in the Sixers trade, I believe. Okay. Ben Simmons. Simmons. Brooklyn Net. Brooklyn Net. Brooklyn Net. <laughs> Gonna be. <laughs> All right. Man. Seth Curry. What a team. They got they got God. way better. Mister Drummond they got way better. <laughs> Drummond, yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's uh, man. This is so hard, bro. This wow. is really this is a hard hard this pick is actually for so hard for them. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to take Trevor Keels for them. 
I think, uh, you know, Kiels is kind of like a safe guy who I think fits with a, a veteran-laden team. Um, gives them mm-hmm. some some depth for whatever the hell is going to go on with Kyrie. He's a little bit more defensive-oriented than Cam and Seth Curry, Patty Mills, that that little group they got there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take Trevor Keels. Okay, sorry about the late response. I kind of you kind of cut out there, so I was like, "Who's he gonna pick?" And then you, you I heard Keels. I was like, "Oh yeah, Keels, good." <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Okay, who do I have? You have Chicago. So I picked for your Knicks. You picked for my Bulls. Okay, don't hate me for this, all right, Corey? All right. I do this with I do this with love. I do this because I actually care <laughs> um, about you, and I think this makes sense because he will offer you something off the bench that is different from the guy who plays that same position as a starter. So, I, with the, what, what pick is this? 23? 22? 23. 23. Jordan. Twenty three. There it is. With the twenty third pick, the Chicago Bulls select. Mark Williams from the University of Duke or Duke University. Um, yeah, I want to give you Mark Williams. I want to give you Mark Williams because of the shot blocking and the size. And I think he helps. I think he, he's a nice piece off the bench for you guys. So Mark Williams, it is. I mean, look, you know, I'm a Mark Williams guy. So I I, I think it's a, a really good pick. I, I think, look, we have enough guys that have the ball in their hands. And like you said, he brings something different than Vucevic. He's a, a shot blocker, rim runner, lob threat, and um, we look. We we need defensive depth, and we need size. We are just decimated by injuries right now. And you look at our front court, and it's 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 a tough scene. So, uh, Mark Williams is a a good pick, and it's probably the direction I'd have gone myself had uh, had I been making the pick. So. I'm a big fan of that pick. All right. I have the Indiana Pacers, that means. So Indiana took Keegan Murray with the seventh pick. Right. Okay. So Indiana's got Keegan Murray. They got Halliburton. They got Brogdon. They have Miles Turner. They have Duarte. Some Buddy Heald. Some Lance Stevenson action. So I am going to go, let's see. Hmm. This is is where we start getting fun. (laughs) Is fun the right word? (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) go, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with uh, Caleb Houston. There it is. Okay. Nice. Okay. You know what I was thinking, Corey? I feel like when you, you, you were thinking. The draft. Mm-hmm. I was also wondering, like, what about like EJ Liddell? Too high or? Yeah. Interesting, no? No, no, no. EJ Liddell, I am really, really digging lately. I'm I'm a little, you know, we had our, our last regular season game of the season, my team last night, um, which I, I believe had gotten moved due to like, you know, one of the snowstorms we had in New York or something. Oh, yeah. 
but initially, last night is when Rutgers had played Ohio State, and that was a game I really wanted to to go see in person. Damn. But I, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't make it because I had my own game, and it yeah. was another Rutgers upset at home where they're just you know unbelievably tough to beat at home, Rutgers. But right. uh, yeah, so bummer I didn't get to see him in person, but um. I, I do like EJ Liddell. He's still on the board. Memphis has the 25th pick in the draft. This is rough. You were on the clock. This is like, yeah. This is a disgusting part of the draft. Um, good God. Okay. Memphis, Memphis, that brand, that Brandon Clark, tri- Triple J duo, it's been looking pretty spicy. Steven Adams. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've got Bane. They've got Ja. That Ja guy's pretty good, huh? Um, yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. Okay, let's go in a weird direction guy. here. Okay, okay. Let's, give I him can't a, wait. let's give him a weirdo. Okay, this guy right. is not going to play right away. He has to, you know, adapt himself to this country. He's got to adapt himself to NBA speed and athleticism, but he's fallen enough. We're going to go with Nikola Jovic here, give him some time to grow and blossom in Memphis. Maybe he becomes the heir apparent to Kyle Anderson. I don't freaking know, but I think it's an interesting spot and a decent swing because clearly he has talent. And maybe this is where he goes to kind of blossom into the player that uh, NBA draft Twitter thinks he is. Yeah, heir apparent to Zaire Williams. Um, I like it. This is a this is a good good spot. I I do think that a guy like him, like this, is the team you want to go to. You want to go to a team where, like, yeah, I know he's doing some things every now and then off the bounce and he's creating, but like, you don't want him to do that in the NBA. Like, if your team's relying on that, you're in some trouble. So let's let Ja handle that workload, and let's let him play off the ball and you know make the game easy for him. So. I like that. Right. I like it. All right. Uh, I have Milwaukee at pick 26. And I am going to get them a little backcourt help. I'm going to take Kennedy Chandler. From Milwaukee here. Okay. I think that if Kennedy Chandler is is gonna throw, I think he's gonna be a backup in the league because there's just not a ton of sub six foot point guards. I'm hoping he he measures to be tall, you know, six feet tall that he's listed at the combine. I just don't believe that's gonna be the case. But I really like the poise and the pace that he plays at. Shot needs a little bit of work. He's a little bit more athletic than I think you'd probably think. And I think that defensively, he's pretty good, but size is the name of the game. But if you could play with a Drew Holiday, with a Giannis, with a Chris Middleton, with the defensive system that they have set up there, I feel like Kennedy Chandler maybe is a guy that, like, this is a situation contextually where he could work a little bit. So I'll take Kennedy Chandler at pick 26 to Milwaukee. Yeah, makes sense to me. I can see that. All right, and you have the Miami Heat at pick 27. God, this is this is so fun. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, Miami's going to take a big swing here. They're going to swing for the fences. Mm. And okay. they're going to say, bro, with our culture, we get this guy in here and we give him like three years to develop. Are you kidding me? He's going to be a freak. And we'll be like, whoa, oh, what's go. going on? Where did this guy come from? Peyton Watson, Watson from UCLA is going to go to Miami yes. and go to college. He's going to finish the rest of his three years of college in Miami and come out a really awesome player. So I'm going with uh, Peyton Watson here. I dig that one, man. I think that's a good, that's a good get at this part of the draft. And I would definitely, I was going to take him probably next if you hadn't taken him. So, all right. So now I get Memphis. Hmm. You just took Jovic for Memphis. They're back on the clock. So for the Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, this team is loaded everywhere, man. It's insane. They really, they're really loaded everywhere. Um, so they got Jovich, they got Zaire Williams. It's kind of like projects. So I'm not going to take another project that's kind of the same kind of guy. Um, all right, I'm going to take um, get them maybe uh, a big man that they can kind of groom for the future. I'm going to take Ishmael Kamagate. There it is. For Memphis. Who knows, maybe he stays another year. Maybe he's a draft and stash guy. Um, But if he comes over, big guy. Looks like he's got some skills. And, um, you know, he's young enough to grow with the, the young guys they have on that roster. Which brings us to pick 29. You're on the clock for the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Um, I think this one... I hope people like this one. I don't know. At this point in the draft, I mean... uh, Yeah. Cool. I feel comfortable with this. Okay. I think it's late enough. I think, yeah. I think people are going to like this. Okay, EJ Liddell. I'm going to take Liddell here for the Warriors. Good. Um, I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense. I mean, let, let's be let's call it for what it is. Draymond gets hurt every year now. It's like a it's a thing now, which mm-hmm. sucks, and I hate to say it, but he does. And so Liddell might be a guy that you can groom to be a, you know, a Draymond light. Um, not that they're similar players, but you know, just in that role, I think maybe offensively, at least definitely not defensively, not the same level, but I think offensively he can do some stuff that golden state could use and can kind of foster. So I, I, I feel good taking Liddell here. I love it. I think, you know, uh, he's got a, a lot of golden state type of skills. He really reminds me of like a modern day Paul Millsap, um, or at least a younger Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap yeah. was pretty he was a pretty modern player on some of those Hawks play teams. So all right. And that brings us to the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC got the first pick in this draft. They opened it. They had the 15th pick, took us to the middle of the draft, and now they're bookmarking it with the 30th pick. <sighs> they took Chet with the first pick. They took Max Christie with the 15th pick. 
And now, with the 30th pick, I'm going to take a guy that's going to need some developing. I'm just going straight up for the potential of what he could be. Likes to operate with the ball in his hands. Has struggled shooting it, especially lately. But he's got an NBA frame. I'm going to take Blake Wesley. Okay, wow. I know he's got some big-time fans. Um, he's, you know, started really shooting up boards before his recent struggles. But I think he's got an NBA game to operate with NBA spacing. It, it, he could be interesting. And what better situation than go to, to go to OKC, who, as of right now, doesn't look like they're interested in winning that many games. And... um just load up on all this talent and see what sticks throw it throw it against the wall so all right running through the results of the draft okc takes chet holmgren with number one the orlando magic take jabari smith jr at number two the charlotte hornets take Jaden ivy at number three the new orleans pelicans take paolo boncaro at number four the detroit pistons take johnny davis at number five Houston Rockets take A.J. Griffin at number six. The Pacers take Keegan Murray at seven. The Spurs take Jalen Duran at number eight. The Kings take Patrick Baldwin Jr. at nine. The Blazers have the 10th and 11th pick. They take Ty Ty Washington and Tari Eason. The New York Knicks take Jan Montero. The Wizards take Jaden Hardy at 13. The Hawks take Ben Matherin at 14. The Thunder take Max Christie at 15. The Timberwolves take Ochai Agbaji at 16. The Rockets take Kendall Brown at 17. The Spurs take Dyson Daniels at 18. The Nuggets take Marjan Bochamp at 19. The Spurs again take Jeremy Suhan at 20. The Dallas Mavericks take Walker Kessler at 21. The Brooklyn Nets take Trevor Keels at 22. The Chicago Bulls at 23, take Mark Williams, the Indiana Pacers. Take Caleb Houston at pick 24. The Memphis Grizzlies take Nikola Jovic at 25. The Milwaukee Bucks take Kennedy Chandler at 26. The Miami Heat take Peyton Watson at 27. The Memphis Grizzlies take Ishmael Kamagate at 28. The Golden State Warriors take EJ Liddell at 29. And the Oklahoma City Thunder take Blake Wesley at 30. And that, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, is your 2022 Mock Draft version 1 for the Draft Act NBA Draft Podcast. That was fun. That was a fun exercise, Albert. Dude. And it really, it really makes you realize how quickly this draft can go off the rails. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jesus. Actually, Corey, I wanted to ask you, from the picks that we made, did you have a favorite pick? Out of all of these picks? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I I really like your your Jaden Ivey picket which for Charlotte. I, I like that pick a lot. Um, I kind of... Man, it's... I don't like this draft is the problem. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I really do. I'm having a great time scouting it. I do like some, a lot of the players, but yeah, the outcomes could go really sideways. Like, I feel like a lot of stuff yeah. went sideways here. I do like I like the Spurs draft. Yeah, I think Daniel's a Spurs guy. Duran's a fun Spurs guy. Suhan's a fun Spurs guy. Like, that's they could be a really deep team. Mm-hmm. And I like your pick. I like Mark Williams. I like you picking Mark Williams for Chicago. I think that would mm-hmm. be a, a good outcome, and he'd give something that the Bulls didn't have um, right. this season. Right. So, I, I did yeah. want to say I. I yeah. I think your Suhan pick was one of my favorites because that's when you when you're thinking about. It, I was like, oh, that's where he should go. I thought that was kind of perfect. Um, yeah, that one I really, really enjoyed. Actually, I thought your Matherin pick to Atlanta mm, was gee, yeah, that's kind of that's perfect, that's, and that's a good Hawks one. fans will yeah, the Hawks fans will love that one. From the picks that I made, I think my favorite was Peyton Watson to Miami. Yeah. I feel like if Peyton Watson becomes what we think he might become, and you put that next to Bam, holy crap, dude! Like that's kind of terrifying. Um, and then um, yeah, and then also the Tari Eason pick. Like I know some people may give me some crap about that one, but for Portland so. and for where, yeah, for Portland and where they're going to go back to back and get Easton with the second pick, I think it makes sense to me. So, yeah, this was fun, man, and I think we did a good job. I hope our listeners enjoyed it because I, I actually think we made sensible picks here. Yeah, I, and again, like you know, guys who didn't make the cut, and I, I seriously considered at at certain points, um, J.D. Davison, I considered mm-hmm. picking at certain points, Bryce McGowns. Um, right, I considered uh, Justin Lewis. I considered Harrison Ingram. Right, I even considered John Butler. And I think NBA teams, if he declares, you know, will consider him. Christian Braun. Right, Brown, Braun, Brown, Braun, Braun. I don't know. I've I've heard it said a couple. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Right. <laughs> I mean, Usman Jang could be a guy that goes in the first round. The teams, oh, yeah. you know, believe in. So uh, this this draft is uh man it's so wide open. It's so wide yeah. open the the separation between guys post lottery to you know pick 45 is it might not be that that big of a difference. So all right, um Albert, where can uh, the people find you and your work? Uh Yo, uh, on the internet, you can find me at Alberto Gim. You can find me at GTG NBA. Um, yeah, I actually have been like kind of baffled about what I want to write about for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, or maybe I'm, I just need like a reset because I went so freaking deep into Hyun Jung Lee last week. But yeah. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. I'm excited to hear from you guys. Uh, you can find me. At Corey Tullib on Twitter, the NBA, the NBA Draft Dude on YouTube. I released my big board um, top thirty prospects in a video on the YouTube channel. You know, we we released our our cumulative big board at No Ceilings this this week um, for our top sixty prospects, which was a lot of fun, and that takes all of us into account. But I did my own board um, on YouTube. And uh, make sure you follow No Ceilings NBA guys uh, on Twitter at No Ceilings NBA, the No Ceilings.substack.com. Subscribe to it. You'll get NBA draft content delivered to your inbox every Monday through Friday for free. 
and the team is just doing such good stuff. Uh, I'm going to have my my draft rankings uh, updated for February coming out next week. We have a special Valentine's Day piece coming out as well on Monday. So it's going to be um, a really fun week of content coming up at No Ceilings. So make sure you check that out. Um, if you're watching this on the No Ceilings YouTube channel and you didn't subscribe yet, hit that subscribe, hit that like button. And um, yeah, if you're uh, if you haven't given us a rating on uh, Apple or, or Spotify, hook your boys up. Let's, yeah, I'm a five star man. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, thank you for for watching, for listening, all the good stuff. We appreciate you. One year of the Draft Act podcast. Here's to a million more. To the moon, Let's baby. Go. We out. Peace. Hey.